0: This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hello, this is Bernie Mason, RMA's regulatory liaison. On April 3rd, 2018, the U.S. Treasury Department issued findings and recommendations for modernization of the Community Reinvestment Act. Framework. The study was issued in the form of a memorandum addressed to the three federal prudential regulators. The memorandum begins by noting that the U.S. banking industry has experienced substantial organizational and technological changes since CRA was enacted. However, regulatory and performance expectations under CRA have not kept pace. Treasury sites, interstate banking, mortgage securitization, and Internet and Mobile Banking is just a few of the changes occurring since CRA was enacted back in 1977. This memorandum focuses on regulatory and administrative changes that Treasury believes are consistent with the original intent of CRA, including what it deems are common sense reforms that reduce the complexity and burden on banks, regulators, and community advocates. Treasury's recommendations focus on four main areas. The first area is assessment area. Treasury is recommending revisiting the approach of determining assessment areas. Treasury is advocating for a framework that not only includes areas where the bank is physically located, but also low- and moderate-income communities outside of the area where the bank has its physical footprint, and in areas where the bank accepts deposits and does substantial business. The second broad area is examination clarity and flexibility. While examination procedures are developed on an interagency basis, each regulator provides additional guidance specific to its own examination force. Further, each examiner's application of a regulator's policies and procedures varies as each examination is conducted within each bank's particular performance context. Treasury notes that current CRA eligibility determinations are subject to vague and inconsistent interpretations. Treasury is recommending that any reform effort considers several key elements, including expansion of the types of loans, investments, and services eligible for CRA credit, establishment of clearer standards for eligibility for CRA credit, and simplified record-keeping procedures designed to make eligibility updates more regular and timely. The third broad area is the examination process itself. In addition to examination clarity and flexibility, Treasury reveals that stakeholders noted several administrative aspects of the examination process that should be improved. Timing delays, limited review of non-metropolitan assessment areas, and changes in census data mid-review may add unnecessary burden for banks when preparing for current and future examinations. Treasury recommends that regulators standardize the CRA examination schedules. Treasury states it supports statutory changes, if necessary, that would enable more timely evaluations and ratings. The fourth broad area is CRA performance, and here Treasury recommends that the regulators adopt uniform guidance that considers whether there is a logical nexus between the CRA rating and evidence of discriminatory or illegal credit practices in the bank's CRA lending activities while also giving consideration to the remediation efforts undertaken by the bank. Finally, Treasury encourages regulators to continue to monitor the impact of the emergence of nonbanks on the effectiveness of CRA. More research should be conducted on the extent to which non-banks are meeting the credit needs of low- and moderate-income communities, with a particular focus on loans guaranteed by the SBA and FHA. The challenge is now for prudential regulators to provide practical solutions to the issues and suggestions that have been contained in this Treasury paper. Thank you very much for listening.